Oh, Trendsetters, this is episode 711 of the Trendsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or just forget that and simply send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Or you can just jump on social media if that's, you know, if that's your thing. And talking about social media, I read this quote um, today and on Instagram, and I liked it so much. I'm going to share it here because it's a pretty cool quote. It says, um, reading an hour a day is only 4% of your day. But that 4% will put you at a, the top of your field within 10 years to find the time. From Patrick David, Patrick Bet David, which I probably should just Google him because I, I have no idea who it is. I'd hate to be promoting, you hate to be giving props to some serial killer or something. Hang on. David. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. I've actually clicked on his YouTube um, videos a few times. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good quote. Anyway, it got me thinking that uh, um, it, it got me thinking. You, you see these. Uh, I, I've heard it a thousand times by by coaches, in particular coaches and and stuff like that. That that you we can't be a, a coach can't be expected to know everything, and you know they they could talk on those you know terms. And obviously that's true. We're, we're, um, we hear this from top end coaches, and you've—I I, I understand what they're trying to say, but we we are in different little realms. Now this is where I'll, I'll get to my little point of thoughts here in a second. Where fair enough, no one expects. I'm I'm a typical online triathlon coach mostly triathlon i do coach a couple of runners done cyclists in the past a marathon swimmer you know various different little things but for the most part it's triathletes i i i I knock around with and my um the athletes that i you know mostly focus on are hard you know working age groupers who resources aren't um you know huge so my you know being an online coach you you may not be you're obviously not expected to know everything but you expected to know a lot about a lot and you're also expected to to know where to find the information you don't know and or you need to learn more about and so It'd be easy if you know, I, you know, I coach pro triathletes, and I could just focus on this, and then I'd send this athlete over to an aerodynamic specialist, and then to get him sorted out there, and then I'm going to send him over to a nutritionist to get him sorted out there, and oh, he's got a niggling injury, let's send him straight over to the physiotherapist over there, and you know, what what else do we need? We need some mental coaching, so let's head you over into there to get you sorted out there. And oh, there's a problem at home. Let's send you over to you know someone else to help you in that situation. And uh, but most coaches that deal with age age groupers, and I'm which would have to you would imagine would be ninety nine point nine percent of um, coaches, especially in this in this sport, has to know and learn about a wide range of different things now i i love learning um it's one of the cool things i just can't get enough of and I, and while i 
well, I'm probably reading close to about an hour a day. It's never in the one field. It's in a wide range of a field. And then I'm also listening to podcasts, watching YouTubes and all, all sorts of good stuff like that. But, you know, one day I could be learning more about nutrition. The next day I'm learning about aerodynamics. The next day I'm learning about a particular injury um, and rehab. Because athletes, when they work with, you know, with a coach... Um, they they haven't got the resources to be going all sorts of directions. So all of a sudden, um, we need to know all these little things. So while while it's cool where it says you know read read an hour a day is only four percent of your time, which is a beautiful you know thing, and in ten years you'll be on top of the field. I don't believe that for your typical triathlon coach. Um, I think it's going to take a lot longer. The way I see it, anyway, because we, your typical age group of coach, we, we just there's so much to know, so much to learn, um, and I I do get worried when I see um, coaches just rolling on to their what or what we used to do is this, and I I didn't think it was really such a thing um, until I start communicating a few a fair bit with other coaches lately in, in in the last year where they'd be quoting crap out that they used to do back in you know 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever and it's like oh yeah that's kind of been proven wrong now and um but but they but they practice it it's 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 worrying in some ways that but it's a good quote anyway so it's it's i, I have no real point except for um you know, just like the the other day, oh, I'm I'm just going to be dribbling. Oh, oh, let's jump onto the show. I won't bore you all to tears. Today's question comes from Brennan, who I coach, who sent in a few really good questions, and today is one of the good questions. Tim at trainsmooth.com. If you've got a good question, bad question, I don't care as long as you've got a question. It helps support the show. you got all these other podcasts saying, you know, help support the sponsors. Click on this link. Give me a five-star rating. I don't care about any of that crap. I really don't. All you got to do is just send a question, and you're helping support the show. That's really all this show's about. Today's question is regarding lactate testing and breathing or the talk test as a good indicator of LT1. In your training, have you noticed this connection? Does the ability to speak sentences without without taking a deep breath match LT1 in your experience? In brackets, uh, or are these or others other indicators to look for? So. Yeah, in um, so LT one um, is the you know the top end of zone two, so to speak. Um, taken by the, some you know obviously lactate testing. I, I've I it's something that's very very fascinating that I can't. I, I again you know read up a, a crap load of um, recently and learnt, learnt all. You know that what you know as the intensity increases, we we produce. Um, oh God's sake! I've just had a mind blank here. Um, hydrogen, um, and then you know the lactate gets gets created. The pH or the pH increases, and lactate gets created, and then as it, it clears, it will get turned into a glucose. Um, it's it's all very very fascinating crap, and so um, 
the LT1 is that first is when you see that first jump in lactate. So I I, I recently so I've got had a, got a lactate lactate one and VT1 for for me uh, are pretty close, pretty damn close. Um, VT2 and LT2, which is you know let's call that your FTP. I've, I've noticed VT2 was um, about ten watts higher than my LT2, which took me by surprise but um so and then you talk about um ftp tests for, for me for me um ftp um so you're talking about 20 minute time trial for, and then you take a 95 percent of that is pretty well on the dot for my lt2 at, um 300 it jumps between 300 watts and 305 watts my um my VT two came out at three fifteen watts. Um, th- though I I have had a, um an FTP test in the past that came out as two hundred uh, three hundred and twenty five watts, and I knew that wasn't wasn't right, so I kind of just miss you know knocked that on the head. But the I'm not answering your question here. I know, but the um, LT LT one, if you're just you know, it's just a top end of zone two. For for me, it's hard work. But um, I could do it for an hour, but it's going to be hard work. I may be able to do it for two hours. Um, my my legs are going to be screaming at me. Um, maybe doing it for three hours, my legs are really going to be screaming at me. We saw Lionel Sanders do this test, and I mentioned this the other the other another podcast recently, where he, it was pretty cool watching his he him do a lactate testing. We he didn't mention where his LT one was, but I I saw it and I can't remember for the life of me now. It was um. I, I saw so I saw on the he swim one was the most interesting to me and I saw that as a huge red flag that I I'm, and I don't know if it was a red flag for him but um but the the bike one he he's huffing and puffing and he's at the top end of zone two for for me uh so yeah for for me it's two hundred uh, about two hundred and fifty five watts LT one and. Uh, it, it, I'm working. I'm bloody working there, and so. Um, but then I've got a, um, an athlete who can just live at LT1 all day, every day, and it's nice and easy. So, um, being in zone zone two, yeah, you should be able to hold your, you know, breathe through your nose, regulate it quite well. Um, you'll be able to talk throughout the whole thing. You should be able to talk and it's it's probably going to be you know if i did 250 watts for, for my lt lt1 now it's probably going to be yeah so the other the other day what i was doing was i, I could hold a conversation but you're going to tell that i'm exercising at the same time so, um and to to be honest i really um for, I, I see a lot of value in getting at the, uh, um, everyone getting their lactate test done, but if you're just going to get it done once and call it quits, it's it's you know you're probably going to you probably need to do it um, two ideally three maybe even four times a year to to um, keep it updated, um, but at least three times a year I would say, and so. 
you start weighing up those options. So I personally, if, if you're talking about an athlete, um, let's say you're a mid-packer, back of the packer, your, your goal is just to finish the race, it's, it's not necessary. You can just run completely off math um, for, for doing something like this. Um, so that if you're wanting to get closer to the top end of your age group, I, I see a lot of value in getting lactate testing done. Um, if you're really trying to be at that pointy end of that age group, get, getting you know your fat max done, it, it, getting it all done in the lab so you can work out you know VT VT one LT one um, and all, all that that becomes you know even more cooler because now now you're um, now you're narrowing those gaps in in zones and i i and we i got a v um i got my fat max done um last week week before and that that was really cool really really cool information i I got from that and i'll be getting another one done and i'll be definitely getting another one done um about a month out from iron man a hundred percent um because of the information that i got from it was just way too valuable um, but it, it always depends what your goals are. And you can get some cheap lactate tests out. I don't. I'm not a. I can't be sold yet on um, getting a lactate tester and doing testing a crazy sum of times throughout each session to make sure you're in zones. And I, I, I know that you know the Norwegian boys are doing it. I struggle to see the value there. Um, I. Just, I like I like setting my zones, you know, creating zones, so to speak, with the, with the lactate, get narrowing all them closer in, so they're a lot more accurate than a than an FTP test. Um, and I like doing um, field testing with that, and just to, so I could go, you know, if I have a test week once a month, or once every six weeks, or once every two months, or whatever, I'll use a lot of lactate strips that week when I'm doing a whole lot of tests, and then I won't use any for for many weeks. So I'm not ex- testing regularly. It, it does become expensive, but even if there were um, twenty cents a strip, I still wouldn't be doing it because I see no, I don't see the value in it. Um, not testing every session, not testing every um, every interval. I, I think it's an overkill. I think it's a struggle. Once you create um, your zones in power and heart rate, you can kind of be pretty damn close to what you're trying to achieve in, in a session. But if and, and then not not that expensive. So in a, in a test week, for instance, at first you're going to probably use a few strips, and I'll I'll get closer back to your answering your question in a second. I'm just fearing off. You get a, a, a tester. They're not that expensive. Um, the strips depends on the brand. They can be tw- between th- uh, three and six, seven dollars a strip. Once you once you have a play around with it and you've done some tests um, for that, you know you're probably going to use a few straight off the bat. And then once you get get your technique down right and work out what areas you're going to need um, to be testing in. That becomes a lot less. You can all of a sudden, instead of do a, a bike ramp test, taking a test every six minutes, you could, do, you could, you know, before you might have gone through seven strips, for that eight strips for for that test, in a um, six weeks time, three months time, four months time, or whatever, when you redo that again, you might might be only half those strips. 
it's because you can start off a, a little bit closer to where you think LT1 is. So you get you get a baseline, work out your baseline, and you can um, get it up from there. And um, and then you can might do a couple of field tests where you go, all right, I'll do a couple of thirty minute efforts outside at this particular power and test my lactate to see what if what we're seeing out you know outside what we're seeing in the in um in a controlled environment um coming if we're we're mirror you know what's the word i'm looking for i'm bloody tongue-tied here if we're if we can you know see the same things in in both um indoors versus outdoors and that's cool as crap but um but if you're not go- not going down that route, or you don't want to um, jump into a lab and get some tests done, I would um, if you I would just do normal zones and try and hang ar- hang around for that LT one being the top end of your um, top end of your zone too. I will say this: um, the more I the, the more I learn and the more I look at this, I think FTP. Um, I, I people bag the crap out of it. I really haven't got that much. You know, I really it really doesn't bother me too much. Um, it, it, you've, you're working off this same metric constantly, um, and all it is is just helping you create zones and and intensity. I will say. I think we go a little bit too hard that, you know, 20 minutes, um, 95% of your 20-minute all-out effort um, is probably a bit too much for most people. It's probably going to be closer to um, 90%, but the numbers doesn't look as anywhere near as impressive, unfortunately. But I w- if I was to, you know, start off at 95% if you really want, and if it's those intervals are too hard i'd back your ftp off to 90 percent, and you're probably going to find that it's probably a, a lot more accurate in in um in reality but yeah i i'm i am gibbering a bit so i think i've answered your question but i don't know if i've answered it or not the talking test is is is, is a good one breathing through your nose is perfect um because you're going to going to be most likely in zone one zone two if we're talking zones um LT1's just going to be the top end of your zone too. Um, it's 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 easy to also in zone um, when we're talking LT1. It's also easy to talk. Um, it's also easy. Jeez, oh, I'm bloody umming and ahhing and stuttering and splattering everything here today. This must be horrific to listen to. I do apologise. God's sake. Uh, what's going on in my head at the moment? I just can't can't get out of my mouth properly. It's um, word salad or whatever that whatever the term is called. If you're so if you're going to be doing um, one one session, I like especially for seventy point threes and Ironmans is you might have your long ride. You might be doing let's let's call it three or four times forty minutes at you know race race power for instance what i like if you're a serious athlete is bringing that up just over lt1 so we're now in the bottom end of zone three for instance that that becomes a hell of a lot harder but it's it becomes a a lot more um valuable to the athlete um i have no idea what made me want to say that but um 
there was it was leading into something, but my my head's completely shot because I'm thinking of three thousand different things and they're all all at the same time and it's not working out for me. So I do apologise because I think this episode's going to really suck balls and I do apologise for that. Until next episode, and if you want your ep- next episode to be sounding like balls, Tim at Trainsmooth.com is where you want to be sending them questions. Until next episode, hooroo.